Thank you for tuning in to the First Gen Hunter Podcast, the go-to resource for those seeking to establish a foundation in hunting knowledge, skills, and tactics. Well, 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 here we are at the start of the first fall hunting seasons. In fact, I've seen some, I think they're mule deer people are whacking out west. Um, Saw somebody had a moose down. Um, I don't know if any elk units are opened up anywhere in the west yet, but that should be changing here in the next few days. Um, My brother Jake and our good buddy Garrett Fike, they're going to be heading to North Dakota here very soon to hunt deer out that way. And I say deer because their tags are good for either a whitetail or mule deer, if I remember correctly. And uh, here in Iowa, we got doves and squirrel and rabbit opening up soon. So some small game action there with some uh, um, I guess you could say a migratory bird with the doves and uh, even I think uh, teal will be open in Iowa here in the next week or so as well so we're getting to it people we're getting to the hunting season so much excitement um, my buddy Weston and I are going to try and uh, do some dove hunting together as uh, we try to do most years during that Labor Day uh, time frame. I hope you're getting out. I hope you're making plans. Hope you're getting out shooting your bow. I just did that this evening. Um, I uh, my my bow shooting muscles were kind of out of shape. <laughs> I'm sure you cannot relate to that in any way, shape, or form. But uh, no pun intended. But um, yeah, I, I I got my bow dialed back down to a 65 pound draw just because it was so much more comfortable and then I want a new bow and uh, that bow uh, because it's a, a higher end bow it's not super adjustable like the entry level bow that I had and so uh, I wanted to make sure I was shooting up in that range of you know what's what's getting the most advantage out of that bow so i had my new bow dialed back up to 70 pounds and uh, tonight i just noticed i've been shooting enough to where it just feels good to draw it doesn't doesn't feel like i have to wrestle the bow as much and uh that's a good thing and so uh man is that thing fast and i i I actually really enjoy shooting it um you know i've heard guys say many times i'm going to be cautious here because i know the idea here is that we're helping new hunters you guys have enough money to spend on all your hunting gear but i can tell you for a fact i mean without a shred of doubt having that higher end bow now um i notice a significant difference now that you can't get it done with an entry level bow not at all and i you know, I got a lot of great experience with, with my entry-level bow, but um, just easier to sight in, a um, little bit more confident that uh, the equipment is operating exactly how it's supposed to. Um, it's quieter, lighter in the hands, so you don't have as much uh, uh, trailing off on your uh, shots too early by dropping your guide hand down. It's just 
it's just been a better experience. I really enjoyed it. So anyways, if you're in the market for a new bow, consider spending a few extra bucks to um, maybe take it up a level, get yourself a nice bow that's going to last you for many years and something that's going to be comfortable shooting, something you can be effective with. And uh, you know what? The deer will thank you for it too. Not that they want to get shot at all, but hey, if we were all on the other side of the arrow, we'd want it to be as quick and painless as possible. So, <laughs> you know, it's worth it to go that extra mile and do it. Um, but besides that, besides my own personal monologue here, I hope you're getting out and doing that stuff. Get your tree stand stuff done too. That's something that I still, I've done a great job getting out with uh, the bow but I still got to get out there and monkey around with my tree stands. And I mean, quite literally climbing up around those trees, which is another good reminder to stay safe while you're doing that. Um, put your harness on, get yourself one of those linesman belts that wraps around the tree and clips into the front of your harness. You owe it to your family. Don't fall out of the tree stand, break your back, break your hip or worse. Um, get up there and be safe and uh, get everything ready to go for the season because in another few weeks it's going to be too late got it. the woods need the time to to quiet down before you're getting out there and hunting and uh, also be considering what it is you want to get done um, in the woods besides just tree stands maybe you need to cut some lanes maybe you need to uh, get some cameras up so you can get inventory or just that data as to what's happening in the deer woods during deer season that's when that information is most useful to us so uh, get all that wrapped up here in the next few weeks and if you're like brandon it's too late because you know deer season's coming up this week but enough of that let's get into what this episode's all about this is a hunt therapy episode that Brandon, Caleb, and I recorded right after we did our live episode um, at a fish and game banquet, a beast feast in Indiana. And uh, we recorded this one around the campfire, actually, where we were staying. Uh, we were staying at this cool, uh, like, retreat center and um, had a nice cabin, had a good spot for a fire, plenty of firewood laying around. And uh, what do we do? We got together and started talking some hunting. So uh, I think you'll enjoy listening to this one. Nice little ambiance in the background. Wish you guys could have been there. Hope you feel like you were. That's what this episode's all about. I want to also remember to give a huge shout out to the title sponsor for this podcast. That would be, of course, Spartan Forge. That app is so critically important, especially for first-gen hunters who need to understand when the deer are moving so you know when to hunt, how to prioritize your time. It just takes that learning curve and it brings it down a little bit. Get out there with Spartan Forge in your pocket, see what the deer are doing, but also having that understanding uh, that the mapping side of the feature gives you. Um, and I'm gonna say this, for sure there is not a clearer map image than what Spartan Forge brings to the table. That's something that Bill takes a lot of pride in. Speaking of Bill, we're gonna be interviewing Bill here this week. So there'll be a new episode, an updated episode with him here very soon, just telling us all about what's what's been going on with uh, Spartan Forge here in the last year since uh, launch. So a lot, a lot of cool stuff to look at there with Spartan Forge. Of course, don't forget about our other uh, sponsors. You can find those in the show notes or on my link tree on Instagram. Now, 
Let's roll into it here. Episode number 94, a hunt therapy episode live around the campfire. Thanks for tuning in. Well, we're sitting here uh, around the campfire. Mm-hmm. Um, we're having a hunt therapy session in real life. Fireside chat. Fireside chat. Literally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yep. And this will, you know, special shout out to our buddy Alex Gruen, who can't be here with us. Mm-hmm. Alex suffered a really nasty injury recently. And, uh, you know, I hope he listens to this one. Mm-hmm. Alex, we're thinking about you, buddy. Yep. We uh, need to get you on a podcast here soon. Mm-hmm. We know that yep. uh, this is not what you want to be doing right now, being all laid up and everything. So uh, hopefully, you know, you'll be back in action as soon as possible. In fact, we know you will be. Yes. Um, but we thought we'd record a podcast tonight. Um, just uh, me, Caleb, and Brandon. Mm. And uh, we are in Indiana. We're near uh, Lapel, Indiana. I think Noblesville, Indiana is probably the address of where we're at right now. And uh, we just did a live podcast. The first time First Gen Hunter's ever done this. And I think this is going to probably be episode 94 when it drops. I got some editing to do, guys. I got, Holy smokes. I, I got three <laughs> podcasts in here that I need to get launched now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, <clears throat> You know, this was this was kind of a big deal today for the show. You know, mm-hmm. we yeah. we uh, have been talking about it all night. <laughs> all of a sudden, I was like, you know what, guys, we really should be recording yeah. this conversation. Yeah. Get the raw right on. <laughs> thoughts and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so that's what we're doing. We uh, decided to go back to our cabin. Yep, we're staying in a cabin. Mm. Beautiful farm that, uh, you know, the world's best permission seeker <laughs> is now. This is gonna this is gonna come back to bite me. At some point. I th- I'm just like in my mind. I'm like, you know, uh, at some point this might come back to bite me. But uh, either that, it's gonna come back to giving us hunting permission yes. and shed hunting permission yes. because you know Caleb. But but. Uh, it's uh it's really a cool spot here and uh we are just thrilled to have been able to do a live show mm-hmm. um uh for Bethel Baptist Church in Lapel, Indiana. Did their fishing game banquet, what they call their beast feast. Mm-hmm. And um man, what a what an awesome event. Yeah. And 100%, yeah. You know, y- those of you that have been following the show for a long time, know that we're pretty religious here mm-hmm. and uh um i mean we don't we don't bring it up all that much mm-hmm. we this is a hunting podcast but our faith is our undertone i guess you could say for everything that we do mm-hmm. and uh we were just talking you know back when first gen hunter started and caleb's actually got a has a really great idea that he would he's going to host the podcast one of these days probably soon and uh he's gonna just kind of like you know grill me where, where did first gen hunter come from yeah you know? we want to dig into that right yeah. mm-hmm. we yeah, wanna, yeah. i think i think everybody's dying to know more about kent right yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah right. no yeah. but yeah. really we, yeah <laughs> true we're, we're hope, hopefully someday I have this soon rash no, i'm yeah. just kidding <laughs> oh no oh no yeah oh. no not yeah. that not yeah. that no uh no i think it'd be i think it'd be a fun podcast we'll definitely do that sometime but what 
what we're talking about is like, well, why did I, why did I start first gen hunter? You know, and mm-hmm. and it, when you are a believer, mm-hmm. right? You do things for ministry purpose, right? You do things to honor God. Mm-hmm. And in fact, a good friend of the show, a good friend of mine, Amos Medford, uh, of the Wannabe Hunting podcast. Um, Amos is located down in Florida. And uh, he ends his sign-off, his version of take care and take someone hunting, Mm -hmm. is, uh, uh, I think it's work hard, Uh, uh, there's something else about hunting in there, and honor God Mm -hmm. is in there, you know, and and, uh, he's right, that's what we should be doing with with all that that, uh, we, you know, anything we participate in. Yeah. And so... uh, you know at the time i was i was teaching and i've had good years of teaching really good years of teaching at times and i've had some really rough years of teaching and um this past year i'll just be honest with you was the roughest by far Mm -hmm. and and um you know i've always had had you know thankfully quite a bit of success with teaching Mm -hmm. but it it just like was, uh, you know how you just sense like something is not your calling, ma- right? Yeah. It's not your, or at least maybe it is for now, yeah, yeah, but not Long forever, time. yeah. And and um, you know, so I you know got into first gen hunters like, you know, this is something that I think I could do, and maybe it'll open some other doors, mm-hmm. and, and it certainly did. Now I'm yep. working what I consider to be the, my, you know, the dream job, yeah. you know. Working as a farmer on mm-hmm. raising prairie grass and mm-hmm. and prairie flowers and and all that, and so then you get to this point, you're like, okay, well, you reach that. What's the motivation to keep going? Mm-hmm. And uh, I love doing the show. Mm-hmm. You know, I love running this podcast. I love talking to the people we talk to. I love the listeners that mm-hmm. that send you know write in and ask questions and share their opinions and. And uh, sorry, we got an airplane flying over here sooner, a helicopter or something. Yeah. So maybe someone's found a new way to look for sheds. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that is a big spotlight, spotlight on in the helicopter. Right now. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's it that's just right. took off. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, it's it, the, the ministry is why we do what we do, mm-hmm. right? And Brandon and I have had that conversation since day one, which is crazy because Brandon, we've been doing this for two years now, yeah, buddy. It's nuts, man. It it, it it is, and you know, I think some things have grown bigger than we ever imagined. Mm-hmm. Some things that we thought were going to really take off mm-hmm. haven't yep. over those two years. But one thing's for sure: there's a lot of sense of purpose that comes from doing this show, yeah. and. Um, Everyone involved with it, from mm-hmm. from uh, the hunt therapy crew to the the listeners to the the, the guests that we interview to yeah. the sponsors, everybody plays such a, a an important role in that, you know. And um, I don't know. Today was just a very like it, it was one of those things where we kind of felt that mm-hmm. all come together. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say, Brandon? Oh, yeah, I yeah. would say that. And you know, just a thought kind of struck me. You know. This today kind of felt like, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you guys would agree with this, but today kind of felt like, you know, maybe that the, the evening after you had a great experience in the woods. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're kind of just like, you look, and like for us tonight, like the, what the, the listeners can feel right now is, 
we're looking at this campfire, we're looking at each other, and we're just thinking, man, God is good. What a great day. You yeah. know, just like after, you know, you maybe you harvest, you know, a, a great deer or you have a great experience in the woods and you're just like, you just kind of, you just have a, you know, gratitude in your heart, mm-hmm. thankfulness. Absolutely. You know, I mean, what, yeah. do, what do you think? Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, and I think it's something we say all the time. Kent says it all the time. Hunting yeah. brings people together, yes. right? Yes. And I think, yep. yeah. I think when at an event like that, that today, you just sense that with everybody there. Yes. You know, there's a sense of like we all can relate at least on something. Yes. Mm. And it kind of makes all the other differences fade away. Yes. I also just want to say a plug about Bethel Baptist. I think if anybody, first of all, next year, if they invite us back, you yes. know. They don't run us out of town. Yes. If they, do, if they do invite us back, I think I think it's worth a drive from a few hours away. Yes. I mean, I would definitely say if you want to yeah. come to the Beast Feast yeah. next year, you should definitely yeah. come. Yep. The, 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 the giveaway stuff that they did incredible. was incredible. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, you gave a great giveaway, Brandon. $75 gift card to Cabela's yeah. to just yeah, drop one. I mean, th- there yeah. was like $2,000 worth of fishing gear. Yeah. They were giving it it's away. Incredible. And yeah. everybody, yeah. They, they gave away like a one-and-a-half-person deer stand. They gave yeah. away some. I mean, just to, just to drop a yeah. few. The, right. the giveaways were amazing. Up there yeah. and, so, and, mean, and, and another thing is just if you're in the lapel area yeah. and you need a church, yeah. the, the quality of, of group of – it was a men's yep. event, but the quality yep. of group of men that are leading yep. that church and that are part of it mm-hmm. was, was amazing. Yeah. It was great yeah. to just meet some quality individuals Well, and, that you way. know, I, I appreciate it too. You know, they were talking about the – I think the Forge – you know, thing where, oh, yeah. where every, guys get Saturday together of every month. And I yep. tell you, you know, it's just something is something that's really I've been thinking about a lot lately. You know, just the the importance of men having other men and mm-hmm. friends, right? And whatnot. And as guys, you know, yeah. some of us can probably relate to you know just kind of feeling more solitary and oh, I don't need a ton of friends and things like that. But you know, what you really see is it's even though you might feel like you don't need it, it. It, that doesn't negate its importance right. and the impact that it, that it can have. And, and you know, maybe you really feel like, man, you know, I'm not, you know, that's not, you know, that, I don't feel like I need that, man, but what about what you could be to someone else? You know, the, yeah. the, the encouragement, the support, you know, that you can be to someone else. And so when we rally around a topic like the outdoors or like our faith and church and all that, I mean, it's just really cool to see a group of guys come together. And I love what, what uh, Lawrence, the one guy, said today. He's like, we're just a group of guys that are just messed up. Yep. You know, we, we just, yeah. you know, we all, we all have our thing yeah. that, you know, we're kind of trying to figure out and we're just trying to live life together. So, I mean, it's just neat to see that unity around these things, you know? Yeah. 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 Definitely. definitely. Great point. Yep. Yeah. Very well said. You know, uh, here as of late, there's been some awareness that people are kind of, I don't know, raising in the background mm-hmm. a little bit mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. men's mental health. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you go to event, an event like today where you have all these people working in these different roles to make this thing happen yep. and you have these different lines of communication opened up you have like Caleb talked about this one thing that's in common people that like the outdoors mm-hmm. and and uh yeah hunting brings people together mm-hmm. and I think that that's a medicine for that ailment mm-hmm. that is becoming so common and um to to be in a situation where we're maybe helping with that a little bit or something, mm-hmm. that's 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 an important and and you know cool role that yeah. we can that we can use this platform to yeah. to make better, you know. Mm-hmm. But man, the other side of all this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, we're picking up sheds and talking about sheds. We're, we're, yep. we're, we're, you know, showing some of our grip and grim pictures from when we, uh, you know, had these incredible moments mm-hmm. in the field. 
talking about misses that we had, you yep. know, Jesse, Jeff Lee. So if you've been a longtime listener, you know, Jesse from, I'm not even going to try and guess what episode it was. It was a long time ago. Mm-hmm. I think you did that interview with me, Brandon. Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. And, Give and, us like uh, a, like 20, 30. What are you thinking? Like how, uh, how maybe 40, uh, 40s? 30s or 40s, yeah, I'd yeah, say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, maybe even high 20s, actually. I don't mm-hmm. know. It would yeah, it's... Yeah, no, it had to be it had to be forties. I think you're right. I think yeah, because so. it would have been it would have been a spring episode, spring mm-hmm. of twenty one, mm-hmm. and uh, an episode that sticks out in my mind is episode thirty nine, Heath Rayfield, mm-hmm. which would have been like a February episode yeah. or something because we were talking about, or no, it would have been a January, late January episode because we were talking about quail hunting with yeah. him. Yeah, yes. But uh, yeah, so good good call on the forties mm-hmm. there, Brandon. Yeah, so he. Uh, you know, he was making arrows while we were talking, yeah. and I'm just really, really looking forward to hunting season. Yes. Oh, man. Yes. <laughs> and you know what we got? Oh, man. I'm Caleb dying. and I got I'm a dying cool to get story. In a tree. We got a cool story to share about something that happened recently <laughs> that really gets me excited about bow season. Oh, my. <laughs> Should we share this information? I finally with- won something. <laughs> oh, man. We went to the full draw film tour in Iowa City, and, uh, it, it was it was an interesting experience. Hey, you know there was there was yeah. a ton of technical difficulties. It was, that was too I bad. mean, it was the the technical difficulties like <laughs> were were cur- they were off the charts. Probably felt but terrible. But here's the for thing. Them. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because here's the thing. They've been doing this for I think. Well, we interviewed Jade, and I think he said. Uh, 13 years, 12 wow. years, 13 years. Yep. He said in all those years, and they drive 14,000 miles every year for the tour. Wow. And we were like, what, stop? This has happened twice well, in yeah, all of those. We were uh, like in the, we're in the middle of the tour, right? Like, oh, we're yeah, like, we're, we're in the middle like of the tour for this year. There was just this like bad, I don't know if it was an internet problem. Yeah. What exactly the whole deal was. I, But, but, uh. That being said, they did their absolute best to keep mm. things going yeah. as best as they could. Yeah. We got to see some excellent videos. They went out of their way. I mean, they bought a new laptop. Yeah, they, they went, went out they of went, their way to try to try to make <laughs> yeah. it happen. Yeah. I mean, yep. that's w- the kind of guys they, they went and yeah. bought it. And then, not only that, they refunded everybody their tickets. Oh, wow. All of a sudden, I get an email that says, hey, you just got this money back. for," and But they still did the giveaways for yeah. everybody. Yeah. And that's where things got cool. It started out, oh, uh, Caleb got this, this. He was the first one to win something. Into the whole theater, he got a uh, set of uh, victory arrows. Nice, yeah. And uh, I mean, they're such nice arrows. I don't even know what the heck I'm doing picking them out. <laughs> like I'm gonna, I'm like I was. We were on the way here talking about that. I'm like, yeah, these are so nice arrows. Like they're pretty customizable. Yeah, I'm excited to try them out this fall. My bow's in the shop right now. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, nice. go, ahead. go ahead. And my bow is in the shop right now too because I'm getting all the things pulled off of it. You know, the sight, the rest, and. Um, the uh, I guess I'll probably get a new stabilizer, uh, but that's that's all going on my new bow which I won. Yeah, <laughs> let's go at the, at the tour. So you know it's just kind of a cool little thing mm-hmm. here as of as of late and and um, I mean I'm just so stoked for this hunting season. Um, Caleb and I, as you guys well know by this point, uh, we Man. picked up a ton of sheds this spring. We got hunting permission on that may be a new development uh, i don't know it's been shared yet 
Yeah, yeah, we got hunting permission on at least some of that ground now. Yep. And um, we we uh, have have so much to look forward to. You know, it'll be the second year that I've been living on my home farm. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've been hunting it for years. Ever since I started hunting, is is the first place I ever hunted. But now, you know, having that having that experience of living somewhere and being there mm-hmm. more than just you know three four times a year yeah somewhere that that i'm out a lot and observing what the deer are doing you know and learning from that experience mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i'm stoked for for continuing that yes you know but and then having a you know this year having a hunting buddy close Man, by in caleb huge, well know? i think storylines i mean I, that's my and i mean I, I know that's that's just great stuff i think about learning it about brandon's professor x right mm. like that's a yeah. huge storyline i think yeah. about the, the the g2 whopper which yeah. Kent, that's right, that that's Kent right. found in the shed season yes and it's like man we just actually got permission to hunt that piece that we found that on oh and so i'm just jacked to think that buck hopefully still alive yes developing yeah. drama the, yeah mm-hmm. and then and all these other sheds we found right like yeah. there's so there's there's so many different like storylines within that but even like kent you you uh getting dialed in on the home farm Mm -hmm. the corn that's up all the different strategies that like all the plans Mm -hmm. that probably won't work (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) those those things that we're just dreaming about in our minds i don't know those like i i would definitely agree with that Mm -hmm. i know brandon you're probably thinking i don't don't know we've talked a lot about different oh the planning of the hunt right oh man the, the 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 dreaming and the planning i mean you know one thing i've really come to realize over the years and you guys probably say the same thing you know, by the time you get in the stand, I mean, I don't believe it's an exaggeration to say I've already had 80% of the fun before <laughs> you even get in the stand. Because when you think about all of the planning, all the yeah. strategizing, all of the work that goes into whether you're doing food plots, you're trimming lanes, you're getting stands up, you're yep. you're planning, you know, entrance and exit routes, you're looking at topography, you're, I mean, you're, 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 you're shooting the breeze with friends, you know, over breakfast, you yeah. know, planning things. I mean, by the time you get to the actual hunt, so much has already yeah. kind of come to fruition with the enjoyment factor of things. Yeah. And I mean, I look at you guys, the ability for you guys to be able to hunt together oh, and I connect. Yeah. I mean... Like, yep. th- that's going to be just a living out a mini dream right there. And, you know, I look at, too, like I'm jealous of the of the shed hunting side of things. It's something that I want to continue to learn from you guys and get into. Because, you know, I lo- the shed hunting is like it's a picture of the future. Yeah. It's like, you know, here you are at the end of the <laughs> yeah, season. That's a good way to say it. And it's just like, man, oh, wow, it's the end of the season, but yet it's the beginning of the season. Because now right. it's, boom, we're finding antlers for deer that we're looking forward to seeing next year. I mean, yep. and so it's just that always, you know, you're always completing <laughs> something but looking yeah. forward to something else. And, I mean, it's just really a cool feature of things, you know. Right. It's like, you know, when you play a sport mm. when you're younger, you, you know there's a – there's a clock, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And you know, people be like, "Oh, you can go play adult basketball league," or it's not the same. No, no, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares, <laughs> right? There's, there's, <laughs> it just does. Go play golf. Yeah, yeah. Nobody cares, right? <laughs> you just like it, it, and not to take away from the stuff that, because I do think that there's people that find fulfillment from that. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. just in the 
maybe maybe even almost like yeah i'm not competing in a meaningful way yeah. as far as like i'm gonna go win the state title or something right. like that but maybe competing you know showing proving to themselves that they can still do that mm-hmm. or or and there are even some tournaments you know for like going back to golf i guess you know you can definitely yeah. you still get to some tournaments yeah you know it, it, you know well past high school or Yo, college sure. yeah. or whatever but uh with hunting that clock is kind of indefinite mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. right. there you you can continue to partake and participate you continue to you know uh, you, you look at the Boone and Crockett side yes. of things you know I want to I want to shoot a deer that scores this or mm-hmm. I want to shoot a, a moose that scores this yeah. or you know whatever or it could be the side of well I you know I've I've killed a few deer now. I guess I'd really kind of like to try elk hunting, or I'd really like to go try bear hunting Mm -hmm. or something, you Mm -hmm. know? And there's there's so much of that that you can continue to to you know look to tomorrow and be like, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what I learned from this season, and like you said, Brandon, it's a fresh start and and uh, evolve forward to to see what it's going to become. So one, I mean, I think it's I think it's really interesting, you know, because. You know, those of us who, you know, we all know life life flies by that fast. Mm-hmm. And unless you have a plan for it, unless you're thinking about it, unless you're developing what you're doing, what you're planning, the next thing you know, man, there went 10 years. Yeah. Gone. You know yep. what I mean? I mean, yeah. and you can look at it in the context of time with your family, time with your kids, you know, enjoying the hunt. You, there's so many facets of life you can look at it. And unless you take control of things and you plan and you execute and all that it it life just passes you by so i mean the encouragement to everyone is don't let life just pass you by yeah live in the moment enjoy right. it grow learn soak it in you know and that's what that's what we're all about and, and, and sitting here today we're just reflecting on that we're soaking yeah. it in yeah which is which is a cool thing yeah, yeah. And, and by soaking it in he means drinking water you probably just heard my water bottle <laughs> gurgle there the water it, Indiana's been great so far, except for the water take. It well, could, hey, well Caleb, it how, would, how would you give us your very? Uh, <laughs> it could be where we very are. Very explicit description yeah. for what you think. Uh, uh, you know, I, I think this is a good way to. And people can relate to this. Have you ever like you know got a little a little nick on your finger, right? Mm-hmm. You cut your finger a little mm-hmm. bit, and you're like, oh man, I don't have this a bandaid not, handy, so I'm just gonna suck on my. It earlier, you know, my this my is thumb. The G version of how he described <laughs> this earlier. But, so you know that blood taste, and that's yes. like, exactly what our water tastes like and yes. i guess what the if, if we're gonna go all right so what i said earlier <laughs> is that i was like i started I was in the middle of drinking some of the water and i just poured out my water bottle and i was like i can't do it guys i feel like i'm drinking blood like there's somebody dead in the well or like sitting in the water tank that i'm drinking like did their blood just soak it it's like i mean it's like oh, i don't think i'm gonna be iron deficient you know yeah, yeah, like yeah, for the right, next right. two years yeah 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 <laughs> yeah seriously but back to the back to the point of like rusty p right now <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes yes that like the like the, the looking to the future mm-hmm. that you know i i i think so i we, we've all heard the story of kent getting out of a moving vehicle and running <laughs> towards the shed you know this big g2 split g2 and like you know you're like wow this is awesome and then yes. at some point later it kind of hits you Wow, this deer's still alive. Yeah. You know, we have a mild winter, so like in all likelihood, this deer's still alive. Yes, yeah. and I think that that's something you, you start to process mm-hmm. after. That's one of the things with shed hunting that like you, you talk about trail cameras and all this mm-hmm. stuff. And we've been talking. We talked about some of those topics today, mm-hmm. right? Where it's yep. like, well, how much benefit is there to a trail camera? Well, there are sure. There's great things for yeah. that, but at the same time, if you don't run trail cameras yeah. even and you get out and shed hunt, yeah, you find a few sheds. 
you there there's some inventory. Hey, these bucks made it through. Yes. This is where they're doing their wintering at maybe. Yep. Um but yeah, like when it occurred to us that hey, this you know, this this deer is still alive. It was like holy smokes, like we might get the chance to hunt this deer. This yes, time. yes. And then uh but also just with today just you know, t- we talked with a lot of different people and, and Jesse's a really good testament to mm-hmm. this as far as of like traditional archery. Like mm-hmm. even in archery hunting for deer, there's another step to take if you want to. Yes. Like yeah. learning, progressing, mm-hmm. growing yourself, yep. living in that moment, yep. challenging yourself to, to what's the next level. Yeah. I think that's such a cool part of hunting too. Oh. Like you can just take one aspect of bow hunting. Yeah. And you can go I'm going to start with this compound bow and I'm mm-hmm. going to move to a, a recurve and I'm going to move to the, then, you know, the self bow. Yes. There's so many different steps within that. And yes. you don't, I mean, you don't, it's by no means that's the path anybody has to take. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely something to me that's super exciting. And yes. uh, definitely like, as I look through the future, it's like, man, there's, there's so many different things. Yeah. It's crazy. You mentioned 10 years though, like <laughs> that, like I'm thinking like, man, I think about 10 years ago and, um, uh, and we talked about some of the miss in the mark a little mm-hmm. bit today, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like I think about 10 years ago and the pursuit of the animal out in the woods, right? Yes. Or like wh- why am I out there? Yeah. And I think one of the things that I, we didn't really get to share during during this um, because we, we actually got cut short for time. Yeah. We are having such a good time. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I think as a whole, like I think in my younger years of bow hunting, I was missing the mark in general. Mm. It wouldn't have mattered if I hit a deer or not. Like I hit some deer, missed some deer. Yeah. Um, but I think if you go out there and you really you don't – take in just the hunt itself yeah Mm. and then i think also as i've progressed and like enjoyed the outdoors more or Mm -hmm. just been out there um speaking to my faith i mean it brings me to a deeper form of worship to the one that created these animals Mm -hmm. and and i think that that's one of those things that's like it's got to be a fundamental piece for me when i go out to the woods yeah and uh and i think that's like wow like how many times did i go out there and i was so zoned in on Mm -hmm. like man, I got to get a big buck or yeah. like, or I'm a failure as, as an outdoors. But yes. it's like, until I really started like kind of releasing that idea. Yes. I, you know, I, I don't, I don't, maybe I, I, maybe I was missing the mark as a whole. I don't know. Maybe, it was, maybe the deer could feel the tension in the woods. I don't know. They had right. that 17 <laughs> right. cents. I don't know. You know what yeah. I mean? I, yeah. don't, I don't know if you guys feel that way at all, but. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's, it's the double-edged sword of learning and growing more as an outdoorsman because, you know, you, you almost feel that innate pressure. Right, you know, and I, I can't remember if it was if it was meteor this year, I, you know, or, or kind of going into this next season. Someone a popular popular you know individual in the hunting industry, and I can't remember exactly who it was right now, but had just mentioned, you know, what I'm taking this next year to take some pressure off of myself, mm. live in the moment, yeah, enjoy, eat, you know, not focus on having to kill that 160 inch deer, but just enjoying the moments that I have. I mean, and when you think about it, life is really just a compilation of moments, mm. you know, and, and yeah. a lot of guys, you know, if you were to ask them, what's, what's your favorite memory? I mean, sure. You know, some would mention their biggest buck, but a lot yeah. of guys wouldn't, they would maybe mention their first year or a deer that they got with their dad or yeah. something yeah. else, you know, or, or a pheasant that, you know, they were able to mount and it has, it has special meaning to them or something. Sure. You know, it, it's amazing how, it touches people, and I mean, one thing you know is really cool doing you know doing the the banquet today and connecting with guys and just seeing their excitement for the season ahead. Oh yeah, and I mean, and a lot of that was centered around man. I, I hunt with my dad and my brothers, or you know, I have a group of friends that I go with, or you know, I mean, and it was interesting even hearing some of them say, "Man, I know a guy that lives a little ways away, and he just hunts by himself." And 
man, yeah. we, we, we want him to come here because, you know, we want him to be able to enjoy the camaraderie. I mean, it's really cool to see that connection point and just can't, like you said so beautifully, hunting brings people together, you know, and I mean, it's really cool to see we're not the only ones embracing that. Right. There's people all yeah. over this right. country, all over this world that are wanting oh, to see that. that and embrace well, that. Yeah. You, know, you know, something I've been thinking about a lot maybe the last few months is you know through my new job it has allowed my family to scale back mm. so much nice. and take life at a much slower pace mm. which is so important yes right it yes. is so critically important and you know you kind of look at when you look at how life is done now mm. it's so buried in layers yep. and layers and layers of of complexity mm. that that expectation is good for us and mm-hmm. isn't good for mm-hmm. us yep. you know like medical advancements mm-hmm. very good for us yeah. right yeah. availability of nutrition in some ways good for us mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so, some of us such as me you know a uh, little too much nutrition right but uh um you know we we can almost forget who we are from a species standpoint you know what i mean yeah like uh to be human is a few basic things Mm -hmm. in our existence right and it takes you back to like thinking and i i talk about this probably to the point where it's super annoying to everybody but but to be human is to belong to a tribe of some sort right Mm -hmm. you you we kind of for whatever reason we choose to be where we are Mm -hmm. right Maybe we like our job connections enough mm-hmm. that our job moves us somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe uh, we just really like an area, mm-hmm. and so we move to that area. Maybe we have family close by, and we've always just gotten along really well with our families, mm-hmm. and, and there's a good support network or a friend. Mm-hmm. Maybe be like Chris Dyer and be like, dude, I'm tired of living in the East Coast. I'm going to where the big white tails are, <laughs> you know, and, 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 you know, moves into Iowa. Uh, whatever the reason is, right, we choose to set our roots down somewhere. Mm-hmm. And there's a community there that evidently we find enough in common with or or favorable enough, mm-hmm. accepting enough yeah. even, yeah. that we stick with it. And that's not so different from, <laughs> you know, what the cavemen, quote-unquote cavemen, yeah. <laughs> yeah. would have been doing, you know, thousands of years ago. Mm-hmm. And when you mix in hunting with that, those communities that have hunting as a as a anchoring point Mm -hmm. to their culture there's a deepness there that i don't really think you get from much else Mm -hmm. there's other things you know that that are certainly far more important than hunting but i think hunting is it's it's part of our dna oh yeah it's part we are a a a predatory species Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and um the way community is built around that, like we saw today, yes, yeah, there's there's so much ancient meaning that comes from that, that provides a sense of self worth and confidence and capability and love 
and caring as you share that with the people who maybe can't go and participate. Yeah, yeah. Because there are people today that they just cannot hunt. Yeah, you know, right. it, it, it it might be something that I, mean, I think last night it was you, Caleb. It was really late. We we're like <laughs> probably pushing two thirty or something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, you were talking about I think it was your grandfather who, you know, he yeah. just reached a point in his life. He's like. I can't really get into the killing anymore yeah. after yeah. hunting, you know, all of his life. And that's, you know, that's normal. You know, yeah. I'd say, you know, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and, uh, so there's some people, you know, or, or maybe they just don't have the gear. They don't have the person to take them. They mm-hmm. don't, they don't have the time off from work, whatever it is, a strong community can still take what is gained from the hunt, yeah. share that with others mm-hmm. and enrich their lives too. Yeah. And, um, all of that goes into everything we've ever talked about on the show, really. Yeah. Um, the other day, Brandon, I was thinking about, remember episode three, The mm. Hunter's Dilemma? Mm, yes. And we, we, yes. we kind of explained, that well. we, we were tackling a, a real issue, you mm-hmm. know, where uh, it was so early in the podcast, there, mm-hmm. there's so much I didn't know about podcasting. <laughs> I still don't know now, but, but uh, there, we were talking about the, the very real issue of you know, hunting versus killing mm-hmm. and, and how hunters, a true hunter isn't in it for that kill moment. Yeah. They're in it for yeah. the whole experience yes. and for what it means even after mm-hmm. word and what it means to their people, yeah. you know, and, and, and so forth. And so I, I think it's been so cool. And I think that's why I love these hunt therapy sessions so much is because it celebrates all of that. Yep. And as Brandon said earlier in this episode, it feels like feels like the night after one of us just uh, just uh, <laughs> something big. I don't know. Yeah, want, yeah. want a bow? You know, we could go or something. Pass through on a trophy <laughs> buck, you know, and yep. dropped it in its tracks mm-hmm. type of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just feels like all wins. Yes. You know, and yeah. not every day is going to feel that way, of yeah. course, with anything. Mm-hmm. And but there's still you know a strong community built around. The principles that we learn and gain through yeah. hunting are great, and uh, just really thankful to to have that through this podcast. Yes. You know, absolutely. So yeah, that's I love, uh, that's been a special thing. Yeah, I love that the you know you talk about scaling back for your family. There's a I learned it in a coaching course actually, and I think it was in undergraduate school where. It was the the acronym was KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it's used yeah. in coaching all over the place, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and it's kind of like that with life, right? Like you dial back a little bit, and I think it, it's a good thing. Like yeah. Um, and I think about uh, just like the community aspect too of like even today meet, meeting like Jesse's wife got into hunting a little yes. bit. She was like, yeah, I don't think I could ever see myself, you know, taking the life of such a gorgeous animal. And then yeah. she was like, yeah, but you get out there and you get in that moment, and yeah. she's like. Oh boy! Like yes. you, like you, like there's this, there's also this like primal instinct as far as when it comes to the kill. Yeah. Of like we're kind of meant to do this, you yeah, know. And yeah. I think that yeah, I remember hunting with a buddy of mine in Northwest Iowa, um, named Joe, and he was like, one of the one of these mornings, he's like, man, I'm just feeling like a predator. Like he was just like he's like something <laughs> something I don't know. When he woke up that morning, he's like, yeah. man, I'm like I'm like I'm hunting different today. Like I'm hunting, mm. you know what I mean? Like I yes. feel it today. Yes. Um, and I think like when you talk about the kill, like. Yeah, it's not about the kill, but like I think you can feel that. Like you yeah. know, you get out, oh, yeah. you get on the woods, and you're like, yeah, oh, man, yeah. it's going down today. Like, yeah. I, like I don't know, like I, like I'm like those, like the woods better be scared of me. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever, it might, whatever us 
you know, whatever dorky two-legged, you know, creatures that we are that make too much, <laughs> too much noise in the woods. But, um, but those things. I also think, Kent, just to the point of, I think you said it earlier in this, was just talking about getting into first-gen hunter and and uh, your job and those things. And just the stereotype, I think, that's out there sometimes, of like you have to start a job, yeah. and once you start it, you can't leave it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you've got to just go until you retire. Yeah. And it's like to be able to just to say, you know what, no, like I'm going to shift. I'm going to take yeah. this shift. And, and for those reasons, for all these things we're talking about, I think that's really important and um, definitely something hard to do. I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, and it's it's definitely – but that's – that's kind of why why you do that is for for all these things and yeah 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 so you know i'm so excited for what what's gonna you know we're gonna keep doing with first gen hunter mm-hmm. going forward and i know I, I i appreciate you guys patience as you know the episodes we used to be a weekly podcast and we're just not that right now we're mm-hmm. not we're not there yet um there's too many moving parts going on with with uh other really important demands in life right now mostly centered around uh raising three kids <laughs> and um you know there'll be a time not that long from now i'm sure where maybe we can get back to that weekly status but but um yeah it's just been it's been such an enriching thing to to be able to maybe help a few other hunters out there and and i oftentimes think too how different my mindset is now two years into this project Mm. compared to when I first started, you know, I am far from an expert people (laughs) on hunting. I'm so far from an expert, but I have learned a lot to where, to where I've gotten to be fairly capable, you know, getting out and, and living the hunting lifestyle. And I say that not to toot my own horn, but for a couple reasons. Reason number one is a testament to the quality of people that we've had on this show. Mm-hmm. Some, almost every episode, like Brandon, you know, who have poured their knowledge into me and have coached me up, whether intentionally or unintentionally, they're just sharing, you know, on, a, on an episode or something, they're doing an interview, and I just happen to absorb that content that Mm -hmm. that helps me become a better hunter but also the same can be true for you if you're tuning in you're a first gen hunter or you haven't even tried yet Mm -hmm. you know we had a guy come up to us and talk to us today while while we were we took like an intermission or something Mm -hmm. and uh, i think his brandon asked him he's like hey are you a do you you hunt no i don't it's Mm -hmm. it's you know so expensive to get in and well if he's listening in right now uh, I hope he does choose to do so uh, because, you know, y- yes, I agree it's expensive to get into, but it's also expensive in other ways to not get into mm-hmm. it, I think, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's there's a cost there for, for you know, not being a participant yeah. in yeah. in something that's that has a lot of meaning and 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 maybe he does do that in other ways or something but but uh if you're sitting here and being like man I'd kind of like to do that yeah do it yeah you know what i mean find find a way to do so mm-hmm. buy used equipment borrow mm-hmm. equipment mm-hmm. um find the one guy you do know that has hunted before right or still hunts and be like hey can i just come and observe yeah you know and i'll be 
dead silent. Mm-hmm. You know, I will. You know, spray me down with <laughs> scent killer. Yeah. Or cover cover scent, right? Yeah. I've talked about that. Cover scent's probably a better <laughs> route to go. Um, uh, and, and just let me learn from mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. You know, find a way. You know, watch the. U- There's so many resources on YouTube. Yeah. Um, but again, you're as great as those are. You're. It's like e scouting. E scouting's great. Step on the property, you realize, wow, yeah. this is a lot different than it yeah. looked. It looked from, uh, you know outer space well, but and and you know honestly too can you think about the just the development you were kind of referencing this but just the development of some of those skills mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah. I, I i'll say this you know i mean i i admittedly i'm not a handy i'm not a handy guy you know i'm not, I'm not going to be the guy you'd call to come and build a porch for you sure unless you really want a very bad porch i mean you know i'm not going to be your guy but, good you know, to know it, thanks brandon I'm glad yeah, yeah. Know, no, no, no. <laughs> i mean you know but but you know I've, i told my son i said hey you know what Dad may not be able to do something like that, but, man, you're going to grow up with a love for the outdoors. Yep. Right. You're going to grow up, you know, learning this stuff. And, man, when you can, as as a young man, and, and of course, this applies to, to women as well, girls as a grown-up that would take an interest, when you can you can go and locate, you know, game and yeah. then take harvest that game and then cook that game. I mean, the skill set that goes into that is is big, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, Kent, what you, what you said, too, is so powerful. The, the the amazing thing about that brotherhood and that sisterhood is you're always learning from each other. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it doesn't matter if someone has two or three years of experience. Sometimes, because, you know, the longer you're in something, the more you tend to kind of slow down. Yes. Like, come on, cruise control, whatever. Those young people that are that are hungry in it, you know, they're, they're really excited about it. Sometimes they're learning at 30 times the pace. <laughs> oh, and all of a yeah. sudden, you as an older hunter or someone that's, you know, quote-unquote more experienced, you're like, all of a sudden that reinvigorates you absolutely to, get, to, to really oh, yeah. get learning and then you pick up on that and that's and that once again that's where you see that shared bond and that mm-hmm. growth together which is which is just great so absolutely yeah that that's that's very well said brandon and um it, once again it's just so worth it to just try it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and and uh you know i can't even I'm at a loss for words, partly because it's like, you know, midnight, but and, and we're exhausted. But I can't I can't describe to you how different my life is mm-hmm. for the better. Yeah. Since since uh making hunting a, a, such a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And you know, the way my kids are growing up now compared to how they would have grown up had I never gotten into it yeah is so much better mm-hmm. you know it's so much better what what they're able to to enjoy and yeah. and you know like brandon was talking about the skills that they're going to learn mm-hmm. because of that they're you know i i really feel like i owe hunting a lot mm. you know <laughs> well said yeah that's Love a good that. way to say it yeah I, I do think too like i was thinking about this so with your kids right and yeah. i if there's somebody as a parent on here that's got maybe a, a younger kid that's kind of getting into hunting, and you're like, man, I don't know, and you're nervous about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, for your kid's sake, yeah, I'd encourage you to just get them out there. Yeah. You know, this time of year right now, uh, most of the places, if there's a bean field somewhere, yeah, just see if maybe see if the farmer will let you like look over it or whatever. If it's not a big deal, yeah, just go sit there in the evening, the last hour of light, and see what Glass. comes out in the oh, field. Yeah, just watch. I mean, that's something that's really easy to do. Yes. You know? Yeah, and that could be your start. But yes. It, 
you know, in society, there's a lot of there's a lot of the issues we could talk about in society, right? But if mm-hmm. you talk about technology, you want kids getting off screen. If you've got a kid that's interested on the screen, yes. in hunting, yes, show them what that screen looks like outside mm. of that, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can, you it's right out your door. I yes. mean, and it's something that's easy that you know you could get. You can really help somebody else. The next generation of hunters in that way. Yes, that maybe your kids. Even that you, the maybe you've never even touched it, right? Yes. And I think I think that's something that, to me, it's like, right there, you can that that in itself. Yes. You know, will just could just solve a lot of not solve issues necessarily or prevent mm-hmm. them or whatever you want to say about mm-hmm. that. But it's it's just like, yeah, get it's out. It's not there. gonna hurt. Yeah. yeah, get out there and like try it out with. Yeah. Them. Be like, yeah, you know what, like. You know, just like the same if you were to go build a porch, right? It's like, yeah. man, we may really just trash the woods. We may really, we may really, we really, really blow every deer out of the county. Yeah. But hey, you guys are out there trying to. I, yes. I don't think anyone's going to knock you for that. Yes. And I, I mean, I certainly would. I'd be like, yeah. hey, like Kent was. We were talking about the first time you deer hunted. You're like, man, I almost killed a deer. Like, yeah. There's yeah. a there's kind of some weird beginner's luck out there yes. because of my, yeah. the first sit I took yeah. my, a good friend of mine hunting. Yes. He had like a the, one of the biggest bucks, probably like. I've ever even seen. I don't know. It was like a 12-pointer, he, and he, like, completely messed up on it, right? Yeah. So it was like he had no idea what he was doing. But it's like, yeah, there may be something there, but may, probably not. But, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you, just, you know, you just get out there. Yeah. And then now now to think, well, you spent eight years, right, Ken? Mm-hmm. Yep. And I don't want to I don't want to ruin. I guess the, technically I'm in my eighth season. Yeah, I don't want to ruin, I don't wanna ruin the, the, you know, the, inter- the interviewing Ken's or whatever, or like the digging yes. into the first-gen <laughs> yeah. stuff a little bit. But, you know, now fast forward to, like, what was it the pa- this past fall where you shared a story with me and Brandon? about how you were able to dissect not the property a little bit of the property but just kind of the way the deer move right like mm-hmm. early i don't know if you want to share that now or not but i, yeah, know I think i've told the story before on the show but certainly there's been moments along this journey uh of hunting where um you, it serves as like a real marker for your progress mm-hmm. you know growing up I was active in all kinds of different things, mostly sports, and there were certainly ways you could pay attention to progress, but a lot of ways you just, I don't know, when you're that age, your brain just doesn't operate that way yet. So it's been kind of a privilege for learning hunting as an adult, I guess, as you get to, your psychology is so different Mm -hmm. that, that you kind of look for those markers. Okay, how am I showing progress here, you know? And there's certainly been those moments where it's like, wow, the the fact that that was able to happen that way and I was able to be in that position Mm -hmm. for that while that was happening shows I must be learning something. Yeah. You know? Well said. And, uh, yeah, it was just a a situation this last fall where on our farm there's just not a lot of cover. Um, Once the corn comes down, it, it totally changes what the farm become it becomes from a or it turns from a place where there's a lot of deer bedding in the corn mm-hmm. to now you know we'll say maybe you know you could expect there to be maybe 25 deer on the farm mm-hmm. any given day to now five mm-hmm. max and that's yeah. a, that would be a that would be a heavy day yeah. five deer yeah you know bedding in what cover is left mm-hmm. And so it becomes a transition area. Yeah. And you can kind of count on that, you know, like there's a good chance you're still going to see deer if you go out for enough hours of a day or yeah. something, you know, you see something pass through. But uh, I was hunting the rut and I thought to myself, 
you know, uh, I need to get back by where we saw the standing corn, get home from work. And I see that all that corn's being harvested. And not only that, but I see the corn on the next door neighbor farm mm-hmm. being harvested. Yeah. Yep. And it's right on this strip of timber that, and it was during the rut, early rut. Mm-hmm. It was right on the strip of timber that I was planning to hunt, and I was like, oh, man, maybe I shouldn't go back there. There's these combines running in both fields, you know, so much commotion, all that, you know, quote-unquote habitat that's coming down. Uh, There's not going to be a deer in the area. But then I thought to myself, well, that's not exactly true. Mm. There's nowhere else for these deer to really go in some ways, right? there's just a displacement of the animals on the landscape during mm-hmm. that time of year and bucks don't care if the combines are in the field there it's the rut yeah. they're going to be up and moving yeah and so i went and i hunted that strip of timber thinking this is the only way for these deer to safely move mm-hmm. in daylight mm-hmm. you know with these two combines and and the fields and sure enough i nearly got a shot on a you know four and a half year old eight point yeah um he saw me <laughs> hook into my d loop unfortunately and <laughs> and uh just saw he didn't really outright spook he just kind of and eh, something over there seems a little fishy mm-hmm. he became and, aware of the moving stump right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah right right, right, right. And, and he went the other way but in that there was just such a sense of accomplishment mm-hmm. You know that that uh, I pulled out of that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, as we end this one, this is kind of a really a. <laughs> I used I like to joke and use you know I like to use nonsensical phrases all the time, just to make people wonder if I'm a like total moron or <laughs> if uh, you know then they think about it later like how oh, that was actually kind of funny. <laughs> um, but uh, the line uh, comes from the uh, the classic movie uh, uh, School of Rock where. Uh, 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 Jack Black's character <laughs> uses the phrase, "Oh man, that was deeply deep." You know, so this, is, this 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 podcast has been deeply deep yeah. so far. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I thought it might be kind of fun just uh, to wake everybody back up that may have fell, fallen asleep while we pontificate here yes. at twelve p.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, what's a good story? non-harvest story we'll say your favorite non-harvest story hunting story mm. since uh the last calendar year so so uh it's probably going to be a, ha- a fall hunting story but it could be like turkey hunting or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. and non-harvest uh, non-harvest okay. so it can't be like mm-hmm. then at the end of the day yeah. i mm-hmm. tagged the bear and it was all great or yeah. whatever or tagged yeah. the deer and it was all great you know what's I, there's a little uh, little foreshadowing there. Mine's going to be about bear hunting. I mean, I would say, you know, I'd go first. I mean, I, I would say, you know, of course, I'm going to beat this horse, but Professor X, yeah. you know, and, and seeing, you know, so, I mean, so this, this past year, you know, I had the blessing of mentoring both uh, my, my, the pastor of my church and the assistant pastor of my church. Yeah. And uh, so the assistant pastor is on, you know, kind of his second year. And uh, first year, you know, he he came out with me. He observed me shoot two deer. I mean, he was he came out. He was able to come out with me like a half dozen times. We saw deer. I think five out of the six times wow. we shot wow. deer two out That's of the awesome. six times. I mean, it was a really great way to 
he, and one of the hunts, you know, I was able to harvest a mature doe, and then one of our other guys on another property shot a real mature buck. So I mean, we're just we're high fiving. He's going over. He's I mean, he's just getting the full experience. Oh, he's right. hooked. I mean, he's hooked. <laughs> that I mean, guy's he is right. totally hooked. Yeah. And then fast forward the next year, both he and and the senior pastor, they are, um, you know, getting into it and being mentored and everything. And you know, Professor X, you know, gives my pastor an opportunity and to see how that hooked him, you know, to where he's like, Brandon, I've never, I've never seen a deer that big in my life, yeah. you know, and for him to have that opportunity, it did, did it end up in a harvest? No, but what it did is it created a fire. Yeah. Here we are sitting by a campfire, and I mean, you, those embers, yeah. and I mean, we all know what it's like, you know, those, em- those embers, when you get hooked, those embers never go out. You yeah. know, it, it might be, it might be July, and just like he, he told me, I woke up at one thirty in the morning thinking about Professor X. I mean, you know, those <laughs> yeah, embers yeah. never go out. Yeah. And that fire burns, in many cases, the rest of your life. You yeah, know, and, right and I mean, and, and what that leads to and the excitement and the anticipation and the preparation and the growth, man. Now, now is he the one that found X's shed this spring? So, so, that, so that was Joel, who was the assistant pastor, who is the assistant pastor of my church. And he, so this past year, he was able to... I mean, really cool story. One of our guys shot a very mature buck and, you know, was chasing a doe. That doe made its way over to us. I mean, I think I've told the story before, but, I mean, it happened in just a, a, you know, I I was actually hunting with a shotgun. I'm sorry, I was hunting with with my 450. He was hunting with the shotgun. Mm -hmm. In the stand, it all happened so quick, I said, switch weapons. He... I gave him my Bushmaster. I said, I'm going to stop this doe for you. I mean, this doe was headed right back to bedding. We had one second. I mean, I had to stop the doe in one spot. The the last thing he said was, give me a minute. I said, (laughs) that doe stopped. Here's your chance, man. You got to take the shot. Put it dead on the shoulder. I mean, you know, just, I mean, just hammered it, hammered the doe. Went 40 yards just out of of sight. I mean, you talk about excitement. I mean, us walking up on that doe, I mean... You you'd have thought you'd have thought we brought down King Kong. Oh, I mean, yeah. you know what I mean, like yeah, just yeah, high yeah, five yeah. and just excitement. And man, to see people reciprocate that excitement and that level of of just awesomeness, it just makes you want to keep doing it, man. I mean, oh, it just. Yeah. I mean, I'm getting excited just talking about it yeah. right now. But but then you know to look forward to the future of man. Professor X got wounded, but man, he was back. Found the shed, Joel. And yeah. here, Joel, we're out there searching in the spot where we think the shed's going to be. You know, we're all walking through. Right, man, this is right. great. He gets out of the truck. He gets there like 45 minutes late. Gets out of the truck, walks through the woods like you know 100 yards, and finds the shed. I mean, it's just oh, it's man. just so funny how that worked out. He he has it displayed in his house, and I'm a little That's salty awesome. you should, that you didn't you didn't get that. Bring it here to show I us. Should have. I, I know. Been, oh, I know. I know. It would have been. That'd be, that'd be a tough ask. For <laughs> yeah. I, no. I, I borrow a shed. Yes, yeah. Yes. That, uh, driving uh, a few thousand miles yes. or whatever. And yeah. you know, what about you guys? What, you, yeah. you guys well, have things. Before we move on to that, I want to say you might be listening to this and, and you hear Brand talk about this all the time, and maybe like, yeah, everybody says that. Brand's just trying to look good. He he wants to be the one out there dropping the hammer. <laughs> All right, here's your evidence. Brandon's background on his phone. He doesn't even know I'm going to say this. Oh, man. His background on his phone is a picture of him standing behind his brother with, I don't know, your dad or somebody else. I can't remember who's in the picture. Mm And his brother is the one who harvested the buck in the picture. Mm-hmm. Who does that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like your background uh, on your phone is either you and your wife, just your wife, <laughs> right. your kid, 
yeah. or you with a giant buck or shed or something that you yeah. found. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, not, yeah. not somebody else's. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. But yeah. that's that's Brandon's that's Brandon's background. The guy loves to see the community grow and yeah. other people's excitement is his excitement. Mm, yes. And so well and so uh the guy really means what he says. And, Thank you. and the, those speaks, are those are excellent yeah, stories. The fire you're just mentioning like yeah. how many times like do you guys it's uh, you know it's it's hot this summer, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. You get that one morning that like oh. you know it's it's like it it it, it kind of dips into the 50s, mm-hmm. right? Or mm-hmm. and you walk outside and you're like hmm. <laughs> Like yeah. you just kind of catch a, a little bit of that, that. boys. <laughs> yes. But or or when you you know when we we were coming up on August, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's August is here in a couple of days or yes. whatever in a day, and it's like there's gonna probably be a day in August, maybe maybe not, but for sure in September, where all of a sudden that north wind is gonna oh. feel just a tiny bit colder. Yep. And there's gonna be that little smell. Yep. It's like that yep. right there. That's part of that ember, right? <laughs> yes. Where like, you just pick up on Stokes this. the ember. You're like, holy mm-hmm. smokes! Like, yes, yeah. it's coming. You yes. know what I mean? Like, deer season's about here. Like, those, those are, that, that's part of that ember. That I'm, I'm getting excited you, right now. When you Ember's said that, getting I, lit right now. Yeah. When yeah. you said, when you yeah. mentioned that, I was like, oh man. Every so often, there's those times when you're like, oh, like yes. hunting, man. Like, yes. like oh, and, this, and that's nothing to do. That's just about like being out there, right? Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what that's yes. about. Yeah. I mean, you know, I really think that's one of the blessings of life. You know, the Lord gives us these senses where. You'll you'll catch a, the whiff of a smell that takes you back 25 years to your mm. childhood, or the smell of you know of pine, and you're you're just oh, out man. there. You're you're in a you're in a you know a set of pines in a deer stand. I mean, it's it's one of the most incredible things I think that the Lord gives us to just be able to a smell or a or a picture or something just takes you back. Man, yeah, oh, yeah, that's so that's, exciting. That's for sure. All right, Caleb. What's your uh, well? I mean, it has, has to be a, a hunting story. I'm assuming. Oh yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Because I mean, be like, by the back end on my phone, I'm like, it's of a, it's a fishing trip we took, and there was a morning that kind of got. My, I mean, it was in September, so we were close enough to deer mm-hmm. season. I was sure. already losing my mind. Um, <laughs> but uh, there was actually it was a hunt last fall where, um, man, I don't even think I even like picked up my bow. Like it, like mm. you know, like set it on the hanger. And I just got to just watch, and it was it was it was a it was a rut hunt. So mm-hmm. it was, you know, there was it was just I saw just like I don't remember how many bucks that morning. Mm. It was just so many, nothing big. I mean, I mean, there was nothing that like that would be, I don't know, some, some I probably would have shot one of them, you know, at some point. Yeah. But it was just like this, just watching, you know, whether it was a doe that was acting nervous or. Or what, or whatever. Just like, just being able to just sit there mm-hmm. and just enjoy that yeah. happening, and and to feel a part of it. In that, I like, I had a, a an eight point buck like walk underneath my stand almost, right? Yeah. Like, this, and he was probably like only two and a half years old or whatever. Yeah. But just to be like, wow, I'm out here and I'm in the middle of all these deer. They have no idea I'm here. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm kind of cool like feeling. getting to experience this in a, in a really unique way. Yes, that yeah. like is kind of it's so unique. You see like, what deer do. Yes. Yeah, and you're yes. just like. Wow, like this is incredible. Yeah, like, that has. I mean, it was just, it was just crazy to mm-hmm. think, you know, there's all, there's all these bucks and does and just movement happening and. You know, I, I want to camp out on that for a second here. I think I want to say it was the hunting public. It might have been Zach Farnbaugh from the hunting public. Um, he talked about how if you whack the first buck you see, mm. there's nothing wrong with that. Right. First of all, you know, if that's what you want to do, great. But. You can also lose something in that. And I'm not talking about antler size or whatever. (laughs) 
you you lose those opportunities to be the observer and to right. learn the animal better. Yeah, right. And when yeah. when you sit there like Caleb was just describing, you get that advantage. You get yeah. you get to download all that first person information yep. that just keeps keeps you in the woods yes. and and uh, gives you more opportunities mm-hmm. down the road. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm looking at my phone right now because I was thinking about that. Like I'm like I took a video of that buck, right? Like yeah. I'm like, because it, it, it's it's not much, right? Like, it's probably a terrible video, but it's just like, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, man, I want to just, I want to capture this moment in some yes. way, yes. right? And it's just, and it's one of those hunts where, like, I probably won't forget it anytime soon. Yeah. Because it was just one of those things where you're just, where, and and I guess it's kind of odd to say this because we're, we're a part of creation as humans, but... Mm-hmm where you really feel like you're a part of creation mm-hmm. in a natural way. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of creation anymore is pretty unnatural. Like we even talked about all the the, the paved roads, the really nice paved roads, back roads in Indiana. Yeah. And like, I'm like, man, if half these would be gravel in Iowa, right? Yeah, but yeah. but uh, even just like, just, man, I'm like, I'm fully immersed in, in creation right now. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, and I'm actively a part of it in a sense where it's like, I'm not disturbing anything, and I love that. Like I'm, yeah. I'm actually getting to just naturally be here. Yeah. yeah. So that, that's one of those hunts that it's just like, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hopefully I get to experience something like that again. Yeah. I mean, yeah. We yeah. got some spots. Kent and I. Hopefully we'll get to. Maybe we'll get to share something similar on a on a property together sometime, like a few hundred yards apart. And yeah. Like this is crazy, or you know. I mean, I get excited right. hearing you guys excited for what's to come this season. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just that. The thought of the different bucks that could be here, you know, at a yeah. certain yeah. property or the planning. I mean, that just, that's enough to get you excited right there, you yeah. know? Yeah, for sure. There's so much potential there. Yeah. You know? Okay, so my favorite success that had no, technically there was no kill for me. Eventually my hunting partner got one that night, but um, I haven't fully shared the story. I don't believe on the podcast. We're going to have an episode at some point where myself, Alex, John Rasty, and Edwin Torres, who've, been on uh you know kind of the pre-hunt podcast that we did we're gonna do a recap on our spring bear hunt Mm. this year in montana and uh you know when i went out there i wasn't surprised by this this fact that it was different than what i was picturing in my Mm. mind because Mm -hmm. that's happened to be so so many times now Mm -hmm. with hunting you know yeah it's just you know a lot of it through e-scouting right you scout so hard oh yeah yeah online and then you get there you're like whoa this is way yeah i mean yeah i I know how the land lays a little bit yeah where different things are but it's way different terrain than i expected or it's a lot bigger than i expected or maybe something that looked like it was going to be a dynamite little spot turns out no that's actually kind of you know you're that's not going to work out or Mm -hmm. whatever Mm -hmm. but but uh what i pictured montana being was kind of different than what it ended up being as far as the hunting side goes Mm -hmm. um i've been to montana many times not to this well i guess sort of in this spot once but uh uh, just from the how we hunted it was was different than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a lot more time spent in the vehicle than I mm-hmm. thought. Mm-hmm. Kind of driving to almost like trailheads that you could then, you know, which were just old abandoned logging mm-hmm. roads that you could then you know hike and get into good glassing positions and where you drive around and mark clear cuts that you could come back to later in glass or something. And so this day, Rast and I 
with the help of Alex, identified a spot on the map. We're like, dude, this meets the qualifications that Alex is, has found through his scouting. Mm-hmm. He and Edwin found, like, that would be a spot to go. And so the, the best way I think I can help you understand this, so I'll try my best to paint the picture for you here. Um, uh, I want you to think of a time, if you've ever heard, like, a mountain waterfall or, like, the roar of a mountain you know a fast flowing mm-hmm. mountain stream or mm-hmm. creek or something like that just that just that that background static oh yeah you know what i mean that comes from that sound i love it mm-hmm. and i want you to feel the air when it's cold but very humid mm. or cool not even cold just cool mm-hmm. you know so we're talking like you know like almost a basement feel yeah. you know yeah where 50 some degrees mm-hmm. Uh, but just the air is just heavy yeah. mm-hmm. with that moisture. Yeah. You can you can just feel it on your Swimming skin. Yeah. Yep. 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 And I want you to feel the weight of a pack on your back. <laughs> okay, you know that pull on your shoulders oh, yeah. where you're just you're like ninety percent comfortable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that last ten percent, like you can't shake it from your brain very yeah. well. And uh, you know, you're kinda like kind of like lurch up on one side and like try and shake things around a little bit mm-hmm. you yank on the shoulder straps a little bit tighten mm-hmm. them up or, and then you over tighten them and then you flip the little the little uh, loops a little bit so that it loosens a tiny bit and you're just trying to get everything right mm-hmm. and i want you to feel what it's like to walk with hiking boots in snow so you're not being careful, you know, you're not hopping around looking for the dry spots like if you had shoes on that are going to leak. Mm-hmm. You got boots that are, that are waterproof. You feel that crunch, kind of feel that snow packing in because you got good tread on your mm-hmm. shoes. Mm-hmm. And your feet feel a little cold because you're wa- you're not worried about your feet getting wet. And so you're just kind of trudging through the snow and all that snow building up in your boots, kind of keeping your feet cold. Mm-hmm. And that's where Rasty and I were on this day. We drove up as far as we could until we hit snow that we felt like we it was too risky to try and drive through. Mm-hmm. A raging mountain stream dumping down the mountain. And we just started climbing. Mm-hmm. Got on this, kept hiking on this logging road. Elevation was gaining pretty quick. Mm-hmm. So you can almost feel like your, your heart rate picking up faster than normal when you're when you're uh walking and this incredible optimism like there's definitely some suffering that's going on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you're so excited for what could be lying Mm -hmm. just ahead as long as you work for it yeah and so we started you know a couple several mile hike up this mountain and we come to our first round of deadfall across the road. A tree fell down, blocking the road. So we had to find a way to climb over that tree with our packs on, of course. Mm-hmm. Guns hanging off the side of the pack. Bino harness hanging off your chest. Yeah. You know, not the most easy thing in the world, but you're still climbing. And uh, you kind of look at each other and you smile a little bit. You know, like, dude, this is we're doing it yes yeah, you know? 
and you keep hiking a little bit higher you can now sense that you're you're reaching a level that you haven't really spent much time at yet on this trip you know you're getting to an elevation that's that's different you know and you're starting to see how the how things are changing because of that you know Mm -hmm. you've been spending all your time seeing moose uh crap everywhere Mm -hmm. and now you're not seeing that anymore now you're starting to see mountain lion Mm. scat Mm -hmm. and you're you're seeing um maybe a little bit different vegetation and you're feeling more lonely Mm. you still got your buddy with you but Mm -hmm. you're you're reaching man's elevation or you're leaving man's elevation and you're entering into a new realm where mountain lions feel comfortable and where elk feel comfortable and where bears mm-hmm. feel comfortable <laughs> mm-hmm. right on. Yeah. and things get a little more spooky the roar that static roar is still just hanging there of mm-hmm. that mountain stream just dumping i mean dumping down the side of that mountain from mm-hmm. all that snow melt and you're starting to see interesting tracks in the snow and you're starting to see trees all raked up by a bear mm. and you're starting to see more and more lion scat everywhere and you just kind of come to this realization that I'm I'm earning the respect of the most skilled predator on the continent because mm-hmm. this is where he hangs out this yeah. is his mountain yeah and you just kind of think to yourself this is it yeah this is what since i was a little kid Mm -hmm. you know you you just kind of dreamed about yeah you'd see little snippets of it you'd Mm -hmm. see it on maybe on tv or i'd go trout fishing with my dad and and think you know what's what lays out there in those mountains Mm -hmm. you know what's what's beyond that peak what's Mm -hmm. what's up there around that snow level yeah and as Rasty and I just kept hiking along, you know, we started seeing the glacier lilies that we'd been looking so hard for that we heard that the bears just absolutely loved. Mm. And we we started to, you know, find little pockets where there was elk scat all over the place. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, sat down to take a nap and and eat lunch. And, you know, running our little jet boils silently. Mm-hmm you know in this vast wilderness and and uh you know it just kind of hits you it's like not that long ago i was this guy wandering out in the woods yeah you know for the first time in the dark and by yourself Mm -hmm. and and trying to figure out what goes into this hunting thing yeah you know so now i'm surrounded by hundreds of thousands of acres of habitat yeah timber you know national forest or whatever and looking for something that is so hard to find Mm -hmm. but feeling closer and closer with each step and with each new you know ritual that Mm -hmm. you have to go through Mm -hmm. each day to give yourself a real chance at fulfilling a goal that has always felt somewhat unreachable unreachable Mm -hmm. and just realizing that you're built for this yeah and you're you know you've had the people in your corner all along Mm -hmm. 
that have helped you get to this point and you know you got a great guy like alex who's put together this incredible hunt plan and shared all of his wealth of information and and it works and mm. it gets passed on and mm-hmm. and you can do it and i think that day was probably my favorite day and uh you know what i did end up by the end of that day getting a couple of shots at a big old chocolate phase black bear mm. just a big old boar and uh, he had no idea we were there and unfortunately i missed the shot but i gotta say i i said it so many times to rest i feel content yeah you know i feel like what was accomplished that day was was something very few people get to realize anymore yeah and absolutely and something that i never really imagined was ever going to be on my radar Mm -hmm. you know wow yeah that's i mean so many cool things in that like just you're like talking about getting further away from in a sense society right or just like getting you know you're you're entering the 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 animal's domain Mm -hmm. like there and like the amount of like respect of that but also just like before you go on the hunt like Man, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna like whatever, drive, walk in there, and just kill a bear, right? It's yeah. like it's more yeah. than that, right? Yeah, and right. It's, oh, it's yeah. any, any animal you hunt, like they live there twenty four seven, three sixty five, right? Like yep. it is their realm, right? Yep. And so there is an aspect of like gaining that, whether it's their respect, whatever you want to call that, mm-hmm. but, like that deep re- respect, reverence for the animal, in a sense of like, yeah, like this is a, this is a big deal. Like mm-hmm. I'm removing something from its. You know, it's it's kind of heavy, I guess, in a sense. It's deeply deep, or whatever you want to call it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, deep, there you deep. go. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it is, and I th- I think that's something that sometimes us as hunters get criticized by, like, oh, you just drove out in the woods and just, you know, you just blew blew the woods up, just mm-hmm. shot the woods up, right? But it's yeah. it's more, it's like no, like, I think that that's a that's a super important thing to not miss, right? Yeah. Is that like yeah. we, we as as outdoorsmen, we we go out to these woods and we are entering the animals' domain. We I mean, that's that man, that is. It's a big deal. Yeah. Sacred to be ground, there. you know. Right. Sacred ground. Yeah. Right yeah. Well said. And and it's it's something that I think if people incorporated into their life, even in small doses, mm-hmm. they would feel so much more connected and uh, connected to the ground they live on for yeah. a conservation standpoint. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Connected to the food they're eating. Mm-hmm. And connected to the God who made it all. Yeah. And it's a humbling and, thought, certainly. And, yeah. And and understand how small we are Mm -hmm. and how much bigger the whole picture is and how fortunate we are to be able to participate and have that right there at our fingertips. All right. Well, the fire is fading. So am I. (laughs) We are. (laughs) What a blessing. We're uh, we're kind of just turning into old men rambling now, I suppose. But (laughs) what a a great project this has been. Mm -hmm. It's going to keep being that way. I'm confident. And uh, uh, we thank you, as always, for tuning in. We want to thank Spartan Forge, our presenting sponsor. Uh, Spartan Forge was generous today. They gave out a, uh, a free membership at our event. And uh, you should go and get yourself a membership. You're going to have to pay for it because, you know, you weren't at the free event. And even if you were, you, maybe you didn't win the, the membership. But uh, make sure you go and get that. Yes. We can't – I don't know how else to say it, guys. It, it's going to make your deer season a better experience. And it's going to make knowing which of those days to, to really, you know, maybe leave work a few hours early, you know, use some little bit of vacation time. Mm-hmm 
or uh, you know how to prioritize your time during the week so that you're not wasting you know time away from the family on a very low odds day mm-hmm. you know Spartan Forge can help you with all that with the deer behavior prediction side but then also the incredible benefits of studying the maps Caleb uh, talked about today yeah uh, the the usefulness of looking at what are the different ground cover uh, aspects that we can look at as mm-hmm. far as what's the crop rotation or maybe is an area pasture ground or or you know hardwood timber whatever right there's that there's also you know the topo map features and there's the which are very accurate by the way I tested those out when oh, I was yeah. in Montana very precise and um, you know saving waypoints and all that as well just another great aspect of spartan forge so make sure you check that out don't forget about alex get over to alexgruen.com get your hunt planned through alex through his business east to west hunts such a great partner of ours a true testimony of that was my wonderful experience in montana on the bear hunt all planned by alex Mm -hmm. get in touch with him get your own dream going make it a reality and save 10 percent when you do by using the code first gen 10 when you go to pay and that'll uh, save you some some nice little chunk of change there you can put back into your bow or your gun or, or you know whatever and uh, of course as always thank you to caleb and brandon for jumping in on this make sure you head over to thehuntfishlife.com and uh, follow along on their social media pages, order a shirt or two or a hat or whatever, and uh, go follow along uh, with Caleb on Instagram. You can find links for all of that in the show notes. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. As always, take care and take someone hunting.